Welcome back to the Final Frontier Podcast. I'm Adam Mullen. Today I've got two pre-recorded interviews for you. The first one from Sven Matthias and the second from James Haney, both from Star Trek Reviewed. Hello, here's Sven answering the questions number one to eight. Question number one. What are your duties as a member of the board for Star Trek Reviewed? Every day I'm searching for new fan-made stuff on YouTube, Vimeo or Dailymotion for example and send the links to Barbara so that she can decide what to do with it. Question number 2. What is your specific role in helping run STR? My specific role is to get in contact with German fanfan projects, cause it's my mother tongue, uh, to get more details and photos for the STR side. Question number three. How long have you been a part of STR? Oh, I think it's now one year ago when Barbara asked me to become a member of STR. Already before that I sent her links of my finds. Question number four. Why do you became a part of it? Uh, after watching Star Trek the movie, I thought about the future of Star Trek and entered more randomly a hidden fan film universe and later randomly I found Star Trek Reviewed. I only wanted to help them with some stuff I found. Question number 5. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Germany, Brandenburg, not far away from Berlin. Question number 6. When fans visit your site, what do you hope they get out of it? Uh, I hope they find something there that amazes and fascinates them so that the fans made it for fans thing is more important than a perfect quality. Question number seven. If you can tell us what's your favorite Star Trek series not fan made? Oh, that's hard to say. Every series has a special moments, but TNG maybe. Question number eight. If you can tell us what's your favorite Star Trek film not fan made? <laughs> Same way, hard to say. I can't decide. First Contact or Generations, maybe? Hello, here's Sven again answering the questions number 9 to 14. Question number 9. If you could meet any actor, actress, who would it be and why? Patrick Stewart. He's really a great actor, not only in a lot of movies, of course on theater stages too. And yeah, I really like to see him as Captain Picard, such a father-like and diplomatic character. Question number 10. Have you been involved in a fan film fan production? If so, what was it? In 2016 and 17, I made my first attempts with more or less moving pictures with my little one-man project Starship Parasol. Question number 11. Are you currently involved in a fan film fan production? Uh, currently, I'm more musician in my free time, but yeah, maybe I could create new soundtrack stuff for a new Starship Parasol episode. <laughs> we will see. Question number 12. Which qualities of fan films do you enjoy most? Mm, it doesn't matter if it's computer animated, stop motion, green screen, parody, self-made props and sets, home productions, studio productions or whatever. I like that all. For me it's important that it's based on Gene Roddenberry's vision of a peaceful, positive future for us all. 
Mankind and Aliens. Question number 13. Conversely, what qualities do we dislike? Oh, what I dislike is too much war, warriors, villains, struggles, sexual influences, special effects and such things. Question number 14. What sort of changes have you noticed in fan films? Are there still plenty of high quality fan films being made or is the era of the fan film winding down and fading away since the new guidelines came out? Um, when the new guidelines came out it was like a virus went through the web. Some stopped their productions, others released their productions with a new non-Star Trek name, non-Star Trek sets, props, uniforms and so on, or left the screens completely. Yes, the new guidelines changed a lot, but old and also new projects still release new episodes and films with or without the limitations to have to pay attention now. Uh, my name is James Haney. I'm a member of the Star Trek Reviewed board, and I am here to answer your podcast questions. Uh, so I'll just get started then. Thanks for having us on the show. Uh, question one, what are your duties as a member of the board for Star Trek Reviewed? Well, I think honestly, the main duty we all have right now is learning what everything Barb does uh, in order to keep the site running from day to day. She does an incredible amount of stuff uh, and keeps track of more irons in more fires than I can currently remember. Um, so we're just trying to learn how to keep the website up to date the way she does. Um, I also have a particular uh, focus on trying to build the new Star Trek reviewed website, uh, which is going to be a little bit easier for everyone to maintain and hopefully a little bit easier for users to navigate. Um, but uh, in order to get that online, we have to migrate by hand, just an incredible amount of data that Barb has collected over the years into a uh, well-organized database, which is a, a, a task that is so large it freezes the heart to think about it. Uh, but we're making progress, and uh, that's one of the things I do on a daily or weekly basis with Star Trek Reviewed. Uh, question two is, what is your specific role in helping run STR? And I think I just answered that with all the all the stuff about the website. So I'll go past that. Question three. How long have you been a part of STR? Uh, well, one could argue that I have been a part of STR from the beginning, back in oh, 2009 or whatever, whenever it got started. I've, it was a long time ago. I don't remember for sure what the, what the day was. Um, I had uh, put together a list of Star Trek fan films and audio dramas for the Trek BBS uh, way back in the day. Uh, it, it was one of a number of different people who were trying to make lists of all the uh, the fan projects that were out there. And um, it was incomplete, and it was difficult to maintain, and it quickly got out of hand. And I discovered that this is a really hard job, and then I stopped updating the list. And a little while later, uh, Barb Reeder, who was also a user at the Trek BBS, came along uh, uh, and said, hey, I'm starting a new website. Is it okay if I uh, use information from your list? And I said, heck yes, please. Um, and she helped to use that list and uh, many other lists and her own research 
uh, to get the very first uh, nubbin of Star Trek Reviewed started. Uh, and of course, since then, um, it's expanded 10, 15, 50 times uh, from what I had on that original list. So um, it's entirely her own baby. Uh, but yeah, I was, I've, I've been uh, interested in and tracking Star Trek Reviewed for a long time since it started. Uh, it's always been the best resource ever since it was founded uh, for Star Trek fan film information on the web. Uh, without any sort of serious competition. So as a fan film person, it's just an essential resource. Um, I actually formally became involved with the STR board much more recently. I think it must have been two or three years now. Someone else can probably answer that more accurately. Maybe two years. Uh. Question four. Why do did you become a part of it? I became part of Star Trek Reviewed because there are so many Star Trek fans out there who are producing so much Star Trek, um, and a lot of it is fan fun uh, that they're just putting out there uh, as, as a way of showing their love for the show, um, and some of it is quite good. Some of it is fantastic, even. Um, and there is so much out there, and it is the community is so uh, disconnected uh, from other parts of it that it's almost impossible for an audience member to find, uh, to, for someone who, it's very difficult for people who want to watch fan films to find all the fan films that are out there or have been out there. Um, and I say this as someone who used to be a huge fan film consumer before I started doing production. Um, you'd wander around the internet and you'd think, oh, I've found all the good fan films, I've watched them all, and then you'd discover something that's, you know, six years old and has production values you can't believe, and it's like, well, how, why didn't I know about this before? Star Trek Reviewed was the first serious attempt, the first reasonably successful attempt to actually bring all that information into one place and share it with the world. Uh, I don't know how anyone does fan films uh, without Star Trek Feud, and I think people who do try to just watch fan films here and there are missing out on a lot that Star Trek Reviewed uh, can offer them by showing them other projects from other fans. So when Barb asked me if I could help out with it, um, there was really no question. Question five. Where are you from? I am from St. Paul, Minnesota. Yep, not much else to answer there. Uh, six, when fans visit uh, your site, what do you hope that they get out of it? I hope that fans discover uh, fan films that uh, delight them, that excite them, that inspire them in the way Star Trek has always done. Um, and different shows do that in different ways for different people. Um, there are certainly shows out there that take a direction that I, I wouldn't take Star Trek, but there are many. But the way I would take Star Trek is its own little little thing. Um, and um, there's, there's something out there for every fan. Um, I would hope that uh, someone would come to our website after watching an episode of some you know, big fancy drama like uh, Star Trek Continues, which is a, a, a wonderful show, or Star Trek uh, Phase 2, which is also a, a wonderful program. Uh, and 
they would say, well, does, is there anything else that this community has to offer? And then they'd discover Star Trek Aurora, uh, which is this wonderful animated show that most people have never heard of, uh, and which only created two episodes, but they were just marvelously fun little takes on a, a little corner of the Star Trek universe. Um, beautiful and distinct, and yet very Star Trek at their, at their heart. Um, and that's one of many examples. I would love them to encounter uh, one of those little short 15-minute episodes of, of Starship Intrepid. Uh, I would love them to run into the world of audio dramas, where you can have these sprawling landscapes uh, with, and big-budget sorts of ideas on a budget of, of zero, an actual budget of zero dollars. Um, you don't have to worry about set design and, and audio production. and audio, You don't have to worry about set design and um, you know acting and... Um, getting everyone together to do one big uh, filming day in audio drama. And so they're able to create these gigantic stories uh, that uh, other mediums can't uh, match, and yet uh, no one's heard of them. <laughs> um, so when people visit Star Trek Reviewed, I just want them to find uh, other Star Trek that's out there, and maybe even be reassured that people are still making uh, Star Trek in the traditional sense, uh, even today. Uh, question seven. If you can tell us what's your favorite Star Trek series, not fan-made, um, that's a, that's a very difficult question. So all Star Trek series are beautiful in their own way, right? Um, I think my literal favorite is, uh, Star Trek D Space Nine, uh, because it's just a very well-constructed show that uh, masters both individual episodes and serial storytelling with some very rich characters. Um, it wasn't right, quite the right fit for its time, but now that we live in the golden age of television, it's just a, it's, the beauty of Deep Space Nine unfolds even more uh, than it did at the time. But my answer I usually actually drop, uh, my relative answer, is Star Trek Enterprise, because people hate Star Trek Enterprise, and they're wrong. Star Trek Enterprise is beautiful, um, and I want more people to love it, so I tell people it is a great show and they should go watch it. Um, people are hard on it because its first season and its second season uh, do a lot of the repeat Voyager formula storytelling, but uh, once it hits its third season, um, and then its fourth season, uh, it's it it manages to fall into that, that beautiful... Uh, rhythm that Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine did uh, in its best years and is able to tell some really compelling character stories uh, while still remaining deeply and truly Star Trek, especially in that fourth year where it becomes one of the most... where it walks the line between what fans want to see and what is really interesting storytelling better than almost any Star Trek has ever done before. So, Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek, but watch Enterprise. If you can tell us, what's your favorite Star Trek film, not fan-made? It is objectively the case that Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan is the best-built movie. You keep watching that movie over and over and over again, and there's always some more, some extra uh, layer of it unfolding for you. Uh, and, the, of course, the, the death of uh, a certain character, which I don't want to spoil 40 years later, uh, is profoundly moving. Um, but my favorite Star Trek movie, personally is Star Trek Insurrection. Um, it's a deeply flawed movie, and if you go and read Michael Piller's book, uh, Fade In, about the making of Star Trek Insurrection, you can see 
that it had a great deal more potential than was actually realized. Um, but for all its difficulties, for all its weird little let's do an action sequence bits, it captures this heart of Star Trek in a way that I found profoundly incredibly compelling the moment the star trek uh, captain picard takes off his pips um and 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 says how many people does it take admiral before it becomes wrong is probably my favorite moment in the entirety of star trek um it's when the rubber hits the road and the good guys have to stand up for the forces of good against the good guys which is something that um is very edgy and people who want Star Trek to be edgy miss that what's edgy in Star Trek is when the good guys stand up for the good in very difficult circumstances and not when the good guys turn into bad guys. Insurrection got that and no other Star Trek movie since then has even bothered to try. If you could meet any actor or actress, who would it be and why? I have to admit, I don't have a great deal of interest in meeting most actors um, or actresses. Um, I, I love their characters on screen, but uh, the actors themselves are, are so different from their I mean, it's not like you meet Avery Brooks and now it's an evening with Ben Sisko. It's an evening with Avery Brooks, who's, by all accounts, a, a wonderful, warm individual, and uh, he, I'm sure he'd be a great guy to spend the night with. But um, the people I really want to talk to are the writers. I would love to spend uh, a whole day with... Um, oh, this is actually a really hard choice now. I think I'd love to spend a, a day with Michael Piller, um, and if he weren't dead, uh, maybe he maybe he'd be willing to do so. Um, I think what he did for the franchise um, and for Star Trek: The Next Generation in translating the Roddenberry restrictions into uh, a workable modern format was really very good, um, and um, elevated the television format and elevated Star Trek. Uh, and I think a lot of science fiction in the last twenty years has been knowingly or not, an attempt to respond to and critique the world that Michael Piller built. Um, so Michael Piller would be a great guy to talk to. Uh, but uh, I'd love to talk to Ronald D. Moore about Voyager and what he did on DS9 and how that translated into Battlestar Galactica. And I'd love to talk to Brian Fuller sometime about what happened on Discovery, what his plans were, how they compare to what was realized, and why he will not discuss Discovery in any capacity uh, in his public persona anymore. That would be a really interesting conversation for me. Also, Pushing Daisies was great. Okay. Question 10. Have you been involved in a fan film or fan production? If so, what was it? I happen to be uh, the executive producer of and writer and sort of organizer person for Starship Excelsior, the Starship, the uh, Star Trek fan audio drama, as the guidelines now require us to call ourselves. I suppose, uh, spoilers, that whole speech I gave a little bit ago about how great Star Trek audio drama is uh, may have been slightly uh, selfish <laughs> of me. But... Um, we really, in, we've been doing the show for about 10 years, um, across uh, five seasons now, 
and we just really feel like we're in a good place with the kind of storytelling we're doing. Um, trying to push the envelope in terms of new sci-fi ideas while still remaining true to the, the core of what Star Trek is all about. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's my involvement in Star Trek fan productions. Um, I also try to help other audio dramas that are getting started to you know, get set up. We try to share our audio library with, with people uh, and tips and tricks. So if you're thinking about starting a Star Trek audio drama, get in touch. Up, uh, question 12. Which qualities of fan films do you enjoy the most? Uh, I, I must admit, when a fan film really nails the production values, uh, that can be quite a thrill. When when you look at um, a show like Starship Exeter and you just see their perfect reconstruction of that uh, 1701 bridge and they feel like uh, real characters uh, who are new and fresh uh, and just inhabiting that space, that can be quite thrilling. Um, however... I have always had a great weakness for Star Trek's more high-concept stories, um, things like cause and effect where the ship is stuck in a temporal loop, or um, uh, some, the inner light where Picard you know, relives, his, relives that entire life on Catan, or um, Dramatis Personae where everyone has to, re has to live out uh, this sequence of memories uh, from a, a, a old culture. So uh, what I look for most in uh, Star Trek fan productions is that kind of storytelling, not rehashing old Star Trek plots, but uh, finding new science fiction stories to tell us. Uh, maybe within canon, maybe maybe responding to something in canon, like following up on what happened to the Cardassians after the war or something. Um, but as long as it's new and fresh and feels um, like it's an idea I can really dig my head into, I'm there. I will. I will follow you to the end. I will. I will pick up on that character who died and got converted into a hologram and had to come to terms with this new sense of personhood. Shouting out to you, Star Trek: The Section Thirty One Files, and I will never stop listening to it until uh, the ideas have run out. Conversely, what qualities do you dislike? Uh, for example, are you tired of Klingons or wish folks would do something other than TOS? Um, I've got to say, I wish more people would move away from... The, I mean, there's a list of cliches that Star Trek fans love to dive into. Um, Section 31, Black Operations, Time Travel, Parallel Universes, Revisiting the Garam Mir Universe... Um, amping up the violence, amping up the sex, um, obsessive continuity, uh, interlinks, uh, casting former, uh, Star Trek actors in roles that they didn't, that don't really make any sense. Um, these things have eventually, uh, have worn out their welcome with me. I, I don't want to revisit, uh, old stories again i want to see new stories um i would love it if more shows were trying to just actually make a season of star trek the way star trek continues uh largely just did uh their episode with the black and white planet was really quite clever and i was very uh very into that especially with uh john delancey uh in that in that role playing it very very well and yes uh since you asked i i do think 
uh, we can afford to move on from the original series period now. Um, Star Trek is about looking ahead, and we really did a good job as a community uh, recapturing that time. Um, and But I would love to see some more original crews out there doing original adventures in original spaces and times. Um, but that's not a criticism of the shows that chose to, to, to not do that. So as long as you do your what you are setting out to do really well, and as long as you do it like a Star Trek, um, I'm not going to rag on you. But this is where I would like to see things go a little more, a little bit more bold in the storytelling choices and a little bit more high concept in the uh, sci-fi ideas. Question 14, and I think the last one I need to ask, answer, cool. Uh, since the fan film guidelines from CBS came out a year ago, there are still a lot of fan films getting made all the time. Haven't been watching and cataloging both before and after the guidelines. What sort of changes have you noticed in fan films? Are there still plenty of high-quality fan films being made, or is the era of the fan film winding down and fading away? The guidelines were a tremendous shock to the community. Um, I was uh, monitoring the Axanar case very closely, uh, and I was involved with some people who were monitoring even more closely. So uh, when the guidelines uh, came out, I ended up working on Axa Monitor's page, uh, which was just tracking the reaction among all the fan films. And the week after the guidelines came out, virtually every single Star Trek fan production announced they were shutting down or announced they were probably going to be shutting down. Um, it was a very, very sobering week. Um, I myself, as a producer, was thinking, okay, we have two more episodes in the pipeline. It's the 50th anniversary episode and the prequel to the 50th anniversary episode. The 50th has Nichelle Nichols and Walter Koenig in it and Robin Curtis and are we going to be able to release this? Um, should we say anything? Should we just uh, wait until the 50th anniversary and then release it without telling CBS about it? Do I need to cancel this thing? Do I need to refund donors? It was a, it was a very bad week. Um, then uh, John Van Sitters got on the radio, uh, the Star Trek.com podcast with Matt Mira, I think, who now hosts After Trek. Uh, I had a very revealing interview about um, what they were thinking at the time they were making the guidelines, and it was very reassuring um, for the community, especially the, the reassurance that audio dramas are not covered by the guidelines at all. So um, after that, a lot of shows started to rebound. They started to reopen um, and say, hey, okay, we're going to be more guidelines compliant. We're going to be aware of CBS's concerns. We're going to be listening to them, as we always have. Um, and then we're going to try and um, keep making our shows. Um, there were a few shows that closed down, uh, most notably uh, Star Trek Phase 2, and, and failed to reopen. But most of those shows, including Phase 2, uh, already looked like they were winding down anyway. Um, so... Uh, that, that wasn't a, a, a huge shock when they did not uh, return after that first week. Um, in the post guidelines world, uh, we have uh, started to we have we we first saw a big drop off. Um, people didn't want to make new stuff until they were pretty confident it wasn't going to get them a lawsuit. Um, it also meant the end of the Kickstarter. Um, 
uh, a fan production uh, in most practical senses. Um, obviously, there are the, the guidelines do tolerate Kickstarters, um, but once you go that route, uh, you have to really be careful to be complying with all the rest of the, the guidelines, and you really need to keep your money limit at a certain point. And so uh, the production values of fan films tumbled all of a sudden from year over year um, as various shows had to just not various shows that would have come into being no longer could um with the new funding guidelines but it really just took us back to where we were a few years ago the kickstarter revolution was was really very recent um this idea that every fan film needs to have uh name actors in it from the show was also a very very recent idea um and so yes we're in the middle of a drought right now um shows that would have been releasing right about now that would have just been starting production last year never started production um but i do think they're going to rebound i think fan films are resilient um especially with um i mean fan films really flourished in the era after enterprise when there was no star trek on tv um and now with discovery on tv i i there's a case to be made that um fan films uh, no longer fill a demand or meet a demand and so they will fade away into the darkness um and i tend to think that goes actually goes the other way that um the ways in which star trek discovery is breaking away from star trek um the very decisive ways in which it is um moving away from the traditional star trek format will lead more people to want to respond to that and will eventually cause a renaissance in fan films i admit i'm speculating uh, for the in the immediate term, what we've seen is uh, large budget, hour long uh, video dramas give way to either audio dramas or 15 minute uh, more standalone films made on a lot, much lower budget. Um, Project Potemkin, which does exactly this, has produced more stuff since the guidelines than uh, <laughs> faster than I think anyone did before the guidelines. On the other hand. Uh, marquee shows like Renegades and Star Trek Continues needed to play out their set and then move on. Uh, they're done. Um, I do want to emphasize that I think people are a little too... People were too scared of the guidelines when they first came out, and I think they're finally starting to get that CBS didn't want to put out the guidelines. CBS put out the guidelines because uh, one particular production... Um, made a legal uh, gambit that forced them uh, to put out the guidelines... Um, and that they don't really have any interest in f enforcing the guidelines unless somebody steps out of line and, and uh, starts being damaging to the brand in the same way that that, uh, that production uh, was at the time. And uh, John Van Sitters emphasized in his interview that uh, lawsuits are the very last resort CBS takes, and we saw in the Axonar example that that is, in fact, the case. They're going to try to resolve it in advance. Um... And as long as fan filmmakers are attentive and receptive to CBS's uh, reasonable concerns, I, I, I think there's nothing to worry about um, on the guidelines front. So people should get back and make more fan films. That is my very long answer to this uh, very complicated question of what the guidelines did to fan films. Uh, it was really good being on your show, and um, I look forward to hearing the, the final result.